0: From Hollywood, it's time now for Edmund O'Brien as... Johnny Dollar. This is Doug
1: Strand over at Bay State Bonding and Liability. I've got a big bonding case for you up in Boston.
2: Well, I just started to work on a case here in Hartford, also bonded. But okay, what's the picture?
1: Huh? How'd you know it was a picture?
2: How did I know what was a picture?
1: The one I'm calling about, an oil painting. Insured for a quarter of a million. It's just been stolen.
0: (laughs) Edmund O'Brien in another transcribed adventure of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator... Yours truly, Johnny Dollar.
2: Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to Bay State Bonding and Liability Company, Hartford, Connecticut. The following is an accounting of my expenditures during investigation of a missing masterpiece, an investigation that took place in Boston but turned out to be no tea party. Expense account, item one, $8. Mileage, Hartford to Beantown on the Charles, first stop, the Modern Art Gallery, a modest made-over brownstone in a modest business neighborhood. Oh, hello. Is Miss Andrean Modan here?
3: He stepped out of the office for a few moments, but perhaps I could help. I'm his daughter.
2: Oh, I see. Uh, my name is Dalla. I'm from the insurance company. They sent me up to see what I could do for you on last night's theft.
3: Oh, that's such good news. Father has been beside himself. I know he'll be so relieved with you here. Well,
2: now, let's see. Uh, according to my worksheet, the painting was owned by Mr. Riddle, huh? Caesar Riddle? Yes.
3: He's an acquaintance of ours. He's not what you'd call the archetype type by any means, but he's interested in good oils, and he has a very nice collection of masters.
2: Uh, was this village seen on loan to the gallery, or, or did Mr. Riddle want to sell it?
3: It was a loan. And that's what makes it so terrible for Father, and for me, too. He didn't want to accept the loan, and I talked him into it. You see, it's been very difficult for Father, and I thought that hanging an important picture in the gallery would bring people in. And it did for three days, but... Oh, father, this is Mr. he uh, yeah? He's here to help us. He was sent by the company that insured Village Scene. Ah, bless you, bless you! I am
4: so happy you are here.
2: I hope I can help, Mr. Modan.
4: The police. I know they do their work well, but they are so stern, unfriendly. To them, who is Pieter Boeckel the Elder and Village Scene? What is that? <laughs> A stolen broom would annoy them so much.
2: Now, oh, don't let their attitude fool you, Mr. Modan.
4: I'm sure they're doing everything they can, Father. Yeah.
2: Mr. Modan, I understand that nothing else was touched.
4: Yeah, what is anything next to Pietro Bruegel?
2: It was the only master in the gallery then, huh? I'd like to see where it was hanging.
4: Yeah, of course. This door. Teresa, will they? Yes, dear, I'll be here. Wait, Mr. Duller. I feel I must explain the importance to me personally. Is that all right?
2: Sure. If you think it'll help, go right ahead.
4: Mr. Duller, if we do not find the canvas, my gallery is gone. Everything, all my years are for nothing.
2: Why do you say that?
4: Because of that man, Rito. There is a, a hate between us. We have not expressed it, but it is there because... Well, you have met my daughter. You realize her great beauty. I have tried to protect her from this man. Now I am on my knees to him because of my carelessness. Well, I wouldn't
2: give up if I were you. We haven't even started on this case yet.
4: If we fail, I will take her away from Boston and start all over again. I, I, you come this way in this gallery you see my life mr dollar many of these canvases i bring with me from salzburg when i leave before the anschluss here here under that light is where the lid scene was hanging i i have hung nothing more yet Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. force this window yeah huh?
4: uh, you see it looks on the back of the property. Do you see something?
2: No. Well, I was just wondering what I'd do with the picture of I'd stolen
4: Who could I sell it
2: to? Who'd be willing to take a chance on displaying
4: it? Oh, I'm afraid a great many unscrupulous collectors in the world there's much trade in stolen goods. And again, sometimes great masterpieces are held for ransom. For that reason, I have offered a reward of $5,000 myself.
2: Hey, that's pretty steep for you, isn't it? What about Rito? Rito,
4: What cares, Rito? To him the countess is nothing.
2: I wish he was right. Well, I I think I've seen everything I want to see here. I'm gonna check in with the police, Mr. Modan. I'll I'll let you know when we turn something up. <laughs> to talk with whoever's working on the Modan burglary, officer. Here's my ID. Insurance, huh? What'd you say the beef was? M-A-U-D-A-N. Andrean Modan. Stolen painting. Call came in this morning. Modan. Oh, yeah, here it is. That'd be... Hey. Estimated value 250000 Yeah. A picture? Yeah. I'll bet you the artist was lucky if he got a month's rent out of it. The price has gone up a hundred grand every century he's been dead. Ah, one of them old-timers. You can have him. I don't understand him. Your man is Sergeant Hines. Through that door, first office to the left. I'll buzz him. You're on the way. Thanks.
1: Yeah, come on in. Oh, are you, Dollar? You came up on the more dancing, huh?
2: Yeah, that's right. I wanted to check in with you, find out how much I can do before you pull your rank. Ah, cut it out. (laughs) I've run into some touchy policemen. Not here. Well, I got my hat off that chair. Sit down. Thanks.
1: You get a free hand as far as I'm concerned, Dollar. Not to see the old man yet, Modan?
2: Yeah. Say, uh,
1: what kind of a make did you get at the gallery? Nothing special, typical window job. Heavy crowbar, no signs worth anything outside. The old boy ran a story in the papers about the picture coming to his gallery, so it's a little tough to narrow the suspects. This guy who owns it, Rito, I've heard of him, haven't I? Yeah, a lot of people have. He made his pile during the war. It was talk of black market, but nobody could pin anything on him. Then last year, he was up before the Senate Investigation Committee. Something about buying contracts. Then he came home. What are you looking for, Dollar? Broad charges?
2: Well, let's be realistic. They may be easier to find than the painting. I've worked a few of these things. You know, the usual method is to cut the canvas out of the frame with a razor blade while it's still hanging, rolled up. It's easy to conceal. On this job, it went frame and all, didn't it? That's what I got. But I'm thinking the other way. I got details
1: out looking for that frame.
2: Mm, I can dream, can I? It's faster my way. And I got tickets for South Pacific for three weeks after Easter. I did some spade work on Cesar Riddo that afternoon... before I went to his address. His current position was that of wholesale liquor distributor... for a number of distillers that managed to keep their prices high... and their quality low. His financial condition was healthy. But you don't have to be broke to be able to use $250,000. I found Ritto's residence halfway up the shady side of Beacon Hill. He hadn't made the top, but he was climbing. There was a coat of arms on the wrought iron gate and a butler complete with comma inside the front entrance. But the class stopped there.
5: Charles, that's that clown from the dress shop. Give him to me. When I get through with him, you can shovel him out.
2: It's a gentleman to see Mr. Ritto, madam.
3: Oh,
5: Go finish the silver. I'll talk to him.
2: Yes, ma'am. Hello, my name is Dollar. That's
5: very clever, but it doesn't help. Could you be the sick friend he's been sitting up with lately?
2: The insurance company told him I was coming up when he reported the theft of his painting.
5: Ah, oh, Riddle's folly, huh? You Mrs. Rideau? Not yet. I'm holding out to be a June bride. Come on in the bar, Mr. Dollar. You and me are interested in the same situation. My name is Lily Swanson. I don't know anything about art, but I got a few ideas about who's supposed to be modeling as a sap. You want a drink? No,
2: thanks. Don't let me stop you.
5: I had one here somewhere. I oh, here it is. Well, did you meet the museum piece?
2: You mean Teresa Modin? Yeah, I met her.
5: If you want to make a quick buck, take out a policy on her life. To me, she's poison. Oh, it's
2: hard to believe. What do you
5: mean by that? I
2: was just looking at you. You don't have anything to worry about.
5: Amateur <laughs> not heard sometimes beauty is only skin deep? About Caesar Riddo, he's a climber. I've been good enough for him for a long time, but now he wants refinement. Doing specialties in burlesque houses—that's one thing you don't develop.
2: Maybe, maybe I'd better have that
5: drink. Yeah, help yourself. Do. Don't get me wrong—I'm not building up to a sob story. But it's just like him waking up one morning with a big interest in art and money enough to carry it off. The right people were impressed. Now he wants that dame, and he's willing to gamble a few hundred thousand if it'll help. That's why he put that picture in that fire trap. Where do you think it is now? How should I know? The point is, he doesn't care where it is. He's protected.
2: Another point is that I'm getting paid to care a lot where it is. Well,
5: I can't help you there. But he's got to be taught that he can't walk over people without getting hurt himself.
2: I'm afraid I can't help you there.
5: Then that dame, Teresa... If you think she's worth it, tell her. He's not good enough for her. She'll get hurt. He's got no more feeling for her than he has for a new suit. He'll wear her for a while. When he gets bored, he'll go shopping for a new pattern. If she's a nice kid, she ought to be told. That's
1: quite a pitch, Lily.
5: Caesar.
6: I don't mind strangers hearing things like that, but the servants might have been listening.
5: Discipline, you know. I don't care. Where till I write my memoirs. You're one of the rottenest mashes I've ever known, and I've known a few. Go fix your face.
4: Sure.
5: On the way, I might as well fix yours.
6: I, uh, I didn't hear enough of it to find out who you are.
2: Name's Dollar, insurance company. Oh, yeah. Tell me
6: you made any progress.
2: Yeah, general progress. I've learned that Bay State Bonding and Liability hired an investigator on the wrong end of this case. They should have looked you over before they issued the policy.
6: With any kind of big company, you can depend on about 90% of that all the time. Rush things when the money's coming in, then be careful when it's too late. Tell me, what about my picture? Well, I don't
2: think a nice, honest thief has it.
6: Why do you say that?
2: number of reasons. It's too hot to steal the way it was stolen. Well, what do you think happened? You're too big to be accused on a hunch. Wait till I get some facts. Then I'll talk to you about it. Right now, I want to talk about a clause in your policy that says you shouldn't move the insured property without first notifying the company. Yeah, that's right. Big companies again. They're
6: so tied up with procedures and rules, they'd get themselves hamstrung if they tried to build a case on them. I'll find you some words in that thing that'll nullify that clause. Tell me, you think I can't?
2: (laughs) I was afraid you'd say that. You know, you've got a good head, Mr. Riddle.
6: Uh, say nothing of being a rotten masher.
2: I don't see any reason to waste any more of each other's time, do you?
6: You stay for a drink?
2: Oh, no. No, thanks. I, I very seldom drink on the job. I parked my car in an alley around the corner and then went back. I found a spot opposite the Riddow place where I wouldn't be obvious and settled down to wait for him to leave. I hoped I'd planted enough doubt in his mind to make him move if he was implicated. Whatever I'd planted grew slowly because I waited a long, cold time. Night fell and I drove closer to the house. Finally, the door opened and Riddle moved a blue-black sedan out of his garage. By the time I got my car started, a coupe pulled out of the driveway. In it, I spotted the blonde head of the lady scorn, Lily Swanson. I followed her. After a few blocks, it was evident that her destination was the Mordan Gallery. I pulled up at the rear of the building. I could see a dim light burning on the ground floor. I started toward a window. But before I got to it, it happened at another one. It was a woman's scream. But when I finally got inside, the only person there was Cesar Ritto. He was still alive, the stupidity of shock on his face as he leaned against the wall under a light that had once shown up the best features of Pieter Bruegel's village scene.
0: In just a moment, we will return to the second act of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. But first, Wednesday nights on CBS bring you Groucho Marx, Bing Crosby, and Burns and Allen, an hour and a half of radio's top entertainment for the whole family. Bing Crosby, Burns and Allen, and Groucho Marx are heard in most of these same CBS stations. So make this wonderful Wednesday a steady date with CBS. And now, with our star Edmund O'Brien, we return to the second act of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. So
2: well, there I was. I'd been sent to Boston to find the missing village scene, and found myself at the scene of attempted murder. Caesar Riddo had taken two slugs: one in his left shoulder, and a grazing one in his right forearm. I phoned for police and ambulance, then did what I could to make Riddo comfortable. I turned up the thermostat and covered him with my coat. Who did it, Donner? Uh, that's the question I was going to ask you. Don't you know? Must have been outside. That's right. Through the open window there. Why'd you come down here? I forgot my hat. Look, you're in no shape to try being clever. You met Teresa. Leave me alone. I want to know how your stolen painting figures into this. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I met Teresa. This is where we meet. What
6: about the painting? It was stolen. I. uh, I. I don't feel good, darling. I don't
2: feel good at all. I, I don't want to talk. I feel. I feel like I'm going to pass out. And he did. After the ambulance took him away, I made a statement to the police that was not false, but lacked enough truth to save a few people from being dragged in for questioning. I headed for the blonde member of that group. you want just a few words
5: I used up all I had earlier today
2: yeah but we got new things to talk about such as well the police might want more from me on that art gallery shooting
5: all right is he dead no did you know I was there or were you just guessing
2: I wasn't guessing I followed you from here
5: oh I suppose that earns you a drink come on
2: thanks
5: up yourself you said the police were there
2: yeah, I had to call him. I didn't mention your being there. Why not? Because I wanted to get to you before they hauled you in.
5: I didn't shoot him. I followed them there, but I didn't shoot him.
2: Somebody did. There were two women there and me, and I didn't do it. Why
5: did you follow him? Because I heard him phone that Teresa and tell her to meet him. I wanted to find out what was going on, but I didn't. I changed my mind. I didn't even stop. I was afraid I might do something crazy if I saw them together.
2: I'd like to believe you. It's the truth. Maybe. I hope it is, because I'd like to link the shooting up with the painting. If I can't, you're going to be in bad trouble.
5: You're pretty smart, aren't you?
2: Things just worked out this way.
5: You think Caesar did something with that painting for the insurance money, and you want me to help you prove it to save my own skin. No,
2: gorgeous, no. To save the company 250 grand.
5: You'll never die of softening of the heart, will you? All right, what comes first?
2: I want to hear everything you know about this deal. And while you're telling me, I want you to help me go through this house from cupola to basement. This time I believed her story, but there still wasn't anything in it to help me. The search of the house paid off the same way. No painting, no leads, nothing. At 11 p.m. I left, looked up the Modan home address, and bearded the other point of the triangle in her den.
3: It's terribly late, Mr. Darley. It's up to 11.
2: Your father here?
3: He's upstairs in his studio. Wouldn't tomorrow morning be better?
2: Maybe for you, but not for me. I don't want to give you all that time to get your story straight. Why would you meet Rido at the gallery tonight?
3: Don't say that's any of your affair. A girl has a right to meet her fiancé when and where well, she wishes. Fiancé? Yes. They are to be married as soon as possible.
2: You were with him when he was shot. Why did you leave him?
3: Because I was terrified. Caesar told me to go. He thought she was trying to kill me.
2: Did he say it was Lily or is this your idea? Of
3: course it was she. Who else would it be? Mr. Dollar, this situation is unpleasant enough without these... Insinuations from you that I don't even understand. It means nothing to you. It is a matter for the police. You have no right to meddle in our lives. You were sent here to look for village scene.
2: That's what I'm doing. Why are you marrying that self styled dictator?
3: Because I love him.
2: Well, I won't stay down. Nobody but Caesar Riddo could love Caesar Riddle.
3: Right. It's because I'm tired of being a poor man's daughter. I want to get away. I finally decided what I want out of marriage he can give me. He's going to be a big man, a wealthy one. And I'm going to be his wife.
4: Teresa.
2: I'm sorry you heard that, Mr. Modin. Oh,
4: Teresa. Say out of it, Father. I've made up my mind. Go to bed. Go to bed with those words in my ear. My daughter, what has happened? What has that man done be to quiet, you? Be quiet, Father. Teresa, wait. We will not be poor all these. Go. Uh,
7: Don't talk to me.
4: How can this be? Said in She is no
7: longer,
2: Teresa. I didn't sleep too well that night. An all-night car line that ran past my hotel didn't help. Neither did the questions that were running around in my head. But what grew in importance was the realization that the lives of everyone who had come in contact with the village scene had been emotionally upset since I'd arrived in Boston. That is all but Caesar Riddle would only been shot. My half-conscious musings didn't move me forward any, but the phone call that awakened me did. Um. Uh, yeah, hello. Dollar? Yeah, who is it?
1: Sergeant Hines, burglary. Oh.
2: Oh. Well, how are you, Sergeant? What's new?
1: That fraud case you were dreaming about, it won't work.
2: Hey, come on. It's too early for that kind of stuff. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Couldn't resist it. The picture's been returned. What? The old man Mordain didn't know where to reach you. He called us. It was returned for the reward he posted.
2: Have you seen it?
1: No, but if he's not worried, I'm not. I've got a lot of other burglaries.
2: Okay. Thanks for calling. I'll, I'll go right out there. <laughs> It sounded good until I got halfway to the gallery. Then things began to pester me. A, the painting had been stolen in the frame. B, Mordan hadn't mentioned being an artist, yet he'd been working in his studio the night before. C, Caesar Riddle knew nothing about art collected as an affectation. And D, Mordan had been the only one to post a reward, $5,000 offered by a poor man. Then it hit me. He knew he wouldn't have to pay it he posted the reward to divert suspicion. My hunch was that he had put the picture on ice himself. When I got to Modin's gallery, the copy Modin had made of Village Scene was there, but also hanging next to it was the original.
4: You are surprised, Mr. Duller.
2: Yeah, yeah, doubly, Mr. Modin.
4: My copy is quite excellent. Do you agree? I'm
2: not an expert, Modin.
4: It is very good. I think I am pleased with it. The most important work of my career, the work of love for Teresa. Yeah,
2: I understand.
4: She was an ambitious girl always. Well, that is not a fault. She is like her mother, born for good things. I could not give them to her. She's a riddle. Could he's soon coming for his canvas.
2: No crime has been committed, except, theoretically, you copied the original, meant to sell it, but you didn't. Maybe Rito won't press charges.
4: Perhaps not. When he came the first time into our life, I knew. When he looked at her, I knew he wanted to take her away from me. Then the gift's more expensive, each one money to buy. You you should understand, Mr. Deller. This copy is a work of hate, too.
2: You don't have to tell me these things. Why don't we wait till he gets here and see what he's going to do?
4: Yeah, we wait. But I must say these things that are in my heart. To attempt a copy was wrong, and it was not wrong. To little Bruegel's village scene was nothing. He was blind. I hoped with the money I could hold the arrest. But I, I waited too long. I was too late taken her from me with his money.
2: Come on, Mr. Modan. I think you'd better sit down. No, no,
4: no. Listen. Listen. Here he has come. I I must be strong. Show him he is no bigger than I am.
6: Hello, Modan. Modan. Dollar.
4: Well, 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 except for a little blood, everything turned out just like it should.
2: The insurance company will be happy.
4: Where is my
6: daughter. Why, she's in the car. She thought it would be better if she didn't come in.
2: Yeah,
4: perhaps she is right.
6: Oh, come on, come on, Pop. I'll take good care of her. Now, come on, you You just give me my picture and we can forget Hey. Hey, wait a minute. What's this? There's two of them. Yeah, two of
4: them. What's the matter with you, Maudin? What is the matter? In all my life, there has been no shame until now. There you see on the wall, deceit. For that, I am ashamed. Ah, we,
6: we, we can still forget
4: it. And in your car waiting for you, my daughter, for her, I feel the greatest shame. I give her my blessings. Modin. Hey, hey,
2: no! My blessing. No! 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 <laughs> Drop the gun to the floor. Go over to that chair and sit down.
4: I could do nothing else. Now, it is finished. Mr. Dalla. Your father killed him. He
2: thought he was doing it for you.
7: No, there was no reason.
2: Teresa, come on. Come on, pull yourself together.
7: Even knew my father had made a copy and that he was going to sell the original. But he didn't care.
3: As long as I married him, he wouldn't have done anything to father. And now Cesar's dead. My father is a
7: murderer.
2: (laughs) There wasn't much left for me to do in Boston. I made the statement that caused Andre and Rhoda to be booked for murder, the father who didn't know when to stop protecting his daughter. I paid a farewell visit to Teresa, the daughter who had put her father where he was by trying to help him. And I mentioned to Sergeant Hines that if he cared, it had to be Lily Swanson who had thrown those wild shots into Riddle at the gallery. Expense account item two, $8, return trip to Hartford. Expense account total, $68.30. And I want to go on record right now as saying that the next time anybody sends me out after a masterpiece, my expense account is going to be a masterpiece of overstatement. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar.
0: Yours truly, Johnny Dollar stars Edmund O'Brien in the title role and was written by Gil Dowd and Paul Dudley with music composed and conducted by Leith Stevens. Edmund O'Brien can currently be seen starring in the Harry M. Popkin United Artists production... D-O-A. Featured in our cast were... Charles McGraw, Walter Burke... Lillian Biaf, Robert Griffin... James Nusser, Joan Banks... and Tyler McVeigh. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar... is produced and directed by... Jaime Del Valle. Join us again next week... when, from Hollywood... Edmund O'Brien returns... in another transcribed adventure of... Yours truly... Johnny Dollar. There's a man with a little black bag turns up on most of these CBS stations every Wednesday night. And out of it comes some of the most light-hearted and most moving stories on the air. The man? Why, it's Dr. Christian, of course. And tomorrow night's the night for another of his famous visits. Be sure to hear Dr. Christian starring Gene Herschel, as the beloved small-town physician every Wednesday night. Now stay tuned for The Adventures of Philip Marlowe, which follows immediately on most of these same CBS stations. It's the CBS where Wednesday night is Bing Crosby night, the Columbia Broadcasting System.